Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week I'm joined by Emily All, owner of All Organized. Emily creates systems that are functional, sustainable, and match the style and design of clients' homes. Here is Emily to talk about her approach to being organized and helpful tips to get started. Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. I first came across your page in January when everyone was resharing and retagging the 30 days of ways to get organized part of Mm -hmm. year's resolutions. And it just really resonated with me. And I am a very organized person in general, but seeing those helpful tips was so fun. And to see other people share it of, okay, here's one small thing you can do to help make your life a little more organized. And especially the beginning of the year, everyone enters a new year with a lot of New Year's resolutions and trying yeah. to start anew. And so seeing all of the posts you were making of ways to help start a new year, I was like, this is so helpful. Totally. Well, that makes me feel really, really good and really happy to know how you you found it and that it resonated with you. I think especially, I mean, January, of course, is known for like New Year's resolutions and all of that, but especially like after all of the holidays and the eating and the drinking and the presents and the decorations, and you're just like, I need a fresh start now. (laughs) So like that's when all the diets and all that stuff come out too. But I think getting organized is just not only for your home, but like just a mental like cleanse as well for people. So as you said, with the holidays being in December and winter and everyone is just like so bundled in their homes. And especially after the winter we had, what better time than right now? Yeah. What else am I going to do? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the thing about organization too, is people fall on the spectrum of how organized they are, but there are always ways to help be more organized and utilize different tools, the tools you offer to help make your life feel easier. Having organized spaces is such a simple thing, but it helps both my day job and this podcast and other various projects. Like when my desk is a mess, my brain feels like a mess. Like I feel like the two are completely connected. Yeah, totally. And I think for people to kind of go off what you said, people that haven't made that connection yet, because I'm the same way. Like when my desk is a mess, my brain's a mess. When I you know, even when I'm cooking and stuff and things are crazy, like I feel crazy, but for some people who can work in that chaos and who can kind of be okay with the messy desk or like the messy home and all of that, but then you organize them. They're like, wait a second. I didn't know that this, it could feel like this. Or I didn't really get what you were in most of the time, like nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm talking about like a husband, um, a wife or the female always is the one usually that hires me. And the husband's always kind of like begrudgingly like, all right, I guess if this is what she wants to do, I guess we'll do it. And then once I do it, they're like, oh, wow. Like this, like I feel like they feel different. So it's just, it's so much more than just like a pretty space. Although we all love a pretty space, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. So speaking of hiring you for anyone who doesn't really know what your business is all organized, how would you explain it in your own words? 
I would say all organized is, of course, it's a business that you would hire when you're looking to get help to get organized, whether it's, you know, a pantry or a bathroom, your office. I mean, really name a space in your house and I'll do it. Uh, but also small businesses have hired me um, to do like their office spaces or their stock rooms. I've had an interior um, design business help me or I'd help them um, organize like their tile samples and their fabric samples. And just for them to find and get what they need easier. It really focuses on organization, but I think I like to think of all organized as more focused not only on making it functional and sustainable and organized and all those good things, but I, I have a heavy emphasis on aesthetics and design and really want organization to be seen as more kind of like an interior design element to it. So, um, and that just goes into not only like the products that we're sourcing and how we're, you know, styling a particular shelf or area, but also you know, how it looks from different angles. Like I really can kind of nerd out on it. So yes, it's, it's organized, but it's not your clinical boring office organization that I think so many people can kind of tend to um, kind of put organization into where it's like, oh, so are you just like, you know, organizing pens all day or things like that. But it's really kind of bigger picture how in, in taking into consideration how you live within your home, who lives in your home, how are you using your home? What do you like? What do you not like? And, and looking at your taste and aesthetics that you currently have and really blending it and trying to make it all one big, pretty picture. For a lot of people who aren't familiar, don't know that even services like this exist, what you're really doing and anyone who follows you on Instagram, talking about aesthetic, seeing pictures of closets and Mm -hmm. pantries that you've organized. And it's like an aesthetic dream come true to like see these spaces where you're like, oh my gosh, yes, see everything. And it looks nice and it looks so functional. And have you always been an organized person? And- I would say, yes, it has kind of ebbed and, flow- and flowed throughout my life. As a kid, I was pretty, I was pretty organized. I, I loved, and I, I've said this a few times, so hopefully no one's bored with hearing it, but I was just always way more into like organizing my toys and like, or oh, it's so lame organizing, like, Barbie's house and setting up the doll house and like putting all the dresses together and all the shoes together like I that I really really liked as a kid and even like the art supplies and stuff like that which is probably why like I didn't have a lot of repeat play dates as a kid because they're like get this get this child out of my house um and always had like an organized desk and things like that but I I never thought as of organization as being like a career I just thought it was like a personality trait. And um, I think it really went into high gear when I became a teacher and an elementary school teacher. So you have a lot of small children and you have a lot of supplies and you have a lot of stuff that you need to get done. And there's like 25 of them and there's one of you. So not only do you need to be organized so that they don't like 
run all over you, <laughs> but so that you can get things accomplished and they can find what they need. You can find what you need. They know how to put things back. And it really just became so obvious to me how important and critical creating systems was. And once I saw that like these eight, nine, 10, 11 year old kids, whatever grade I was teaching could keep it up. And it made sense to them. Like my life was easier. They had more autonomy. Um, the classroom looked good, which like, as we were discussing before, like when the classroom looks good, like I'm like, okay, I can teach you and you can learn, <laughs> you know? And then, you know, becoming a mom, when I had my first, when I was pregnant with my first child, I was pretty anxious and was like, you know, just anxious about becoming a mom. And so I became kind of hyper, I think most anxious people when you're in that state become hyper-focused on, okay, what can I control? And so I was like, okay, well, I am going to know exactly where the diapers go. And like when he needs wipes, I'm going to know exactly where they are. And I'm going to know like that all the onesies are like in like size order and, you know, just really getting into that. And it calmed my anxiety. And, you know, when he came, it was still hard because being a mom is hard, but finding what I needed and just, again, having that like more Zen environment, it was more like a mental health thing for me than anything. But yeah, I would say to answer your question, organization has always been part of my life. What was it that gave you the push to see your organizational skills and say, I think I can start a business offering this service? I have to say it's, I am so, so grateful and lucky to have the group of girlfriends that I have, because if it weren't for them, I would not be doing this. Um, starting a business and like putting myself out there was really, really intimidating, um, I'm a pretty private person and I'm also a very, very sensitive person and I don't like being vulnerable and all of those things. So like to put yourself out there on Instagram and, you know, even doing things like this isn't always necessarily like in my comfort zone. So when 2020 rolled around and the pandemic happened, we're all at home. Of course, my anxiety, I had like a one and a three-year-old is like at an all-time high. And I'm like, well, if we're going to be stuck at home, I guess this house is going to be like a tip top shape because I don't know what to do with all of my time and, and this um, anxiety. So I really kind of just went through the house and made it look nice. Wasn't thinking I'm going to turn this into a business. I was just taking care of things. And in 2021, I hosted um, a bridal shower for one of my best friends and a group of my girlfriends came over early and kind of made, you know, helping me set up stuff. And a few of them made their way into my pantry. And they were like, Emma, like girlfriends call me Emma. They're like, what is this? I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just my pantry. Like, don't worry about it. They're like, this is not normal. Like, this isn't what <laughs> I'm like, I know it's a little out of control. And they're like, no, like this is really, you know, we're saying really sweet things. Like this looks really great. And one of my girlfriends um, in particular, she was getting ready to move. And she's like, would you do this for me? Like, would you, would you do like, help me just kind of get settled? Like I never, she's a doctor, her husband's a doctor. And she's like, I, A, don't have the time and B, like, I just, this doesn't come naturally to me. And I was like, yeah, sure. She's like, I pay you. I'm like, you don't need to pay me. She's like, no, I'll pay you. And I was like, okay. And she's like, but you have to, 
you have to have an LLC for me to pay you because it's like, you know, they're moving for his job and how about in order to pay people, you would have to have that. And she's like, well, you need to have an LLC. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess if I'm going to do this, like I should get an LLC. And, and then I guess maybe I should just take some before and after pictures. And it just kind of, you know, and then you have a whole gaggle of girlfriends being like, yeah, girl, you can do this. And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. (laughs) So I kind of got the ball rolling. I still the entire time while I'm doing it, I'm like, this is crazy. Like the only people that are going to hire me are like my group of girlfriends and like a few of my mom's friends who like feel sorry for me. Like this is it. And even like to go off of what you said earlier, I was like, this isn't a thing. Like this isn't this people don't hire people to do this. And, but you know, the year before the home edit did come out. And so I kind of knew it could be a thing. So I'm like, eh, we'll see. And, um, started the business. I did her house and then posted pictures and kind of got some traction and then just kept posting more things kind of around my house. And then I was like, well, I guess I need a website. So (laughs) created a website and I've just been really, really um, lucky to for not only Instagram, I mean, specifically because it just gets word of mouth travels fast and it's free advertising and people resharing and posting things. Um, so my client base has, you know, started really small and then word of mouth spreads throughout Kansas City really quickly. So that's how it started. There is nothing better than a group of girlfriends being cheerleaders in the background to push you through. And that is a little bit what really pushed me to even do this podcast was people being like, just do it. You never know you, as you said, word of mouth, it is like so crazy to hear success stories of businesses and entrepreneurs and that social media has such, such a powerful influence over people, but there is nothing more powerful than word of mouth. And when people can see things in person and for example, someone coming into someone else's home and seeing their closet or their office space and how do I obtain this and having that person like, oh, well, I used all organized and it was such a great experience. And Mm -hmm. I mean, really like nothing is more, more important than that. And, and speaking of the pandemic as well, during that period, people were stuck in their homes and many like you, I think were like, okay, if I'm going to be here, I need the space to either look different or function in a different way. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have come out of COVID looking at their homes, not just as a house where they eat and sleep and spend time, but like a fortress you're giving people tips and obviously helping people where they should start because other people don't know how, what that first step should be. Yeah. Yeah, totally. A lot more people are working from home. My husband used to, you know, go down to the crossroads every day. And now that office is completely eliminated. They're like, well, I guess we don't need an office. You guys are all good. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, home has become, home has always been like, a safe place for me, but even like, like you were saying, it's like more of like a sanctuary now. Like it's just, you I function so much better and feel so much better when I'm, when I'm home. Given your knowledge of organization and having worked with a, I'm sure a variety of homes and individuals for people who don't have the skill set of organization, what are some beginning steps that you would recommend for people 
number one tip always with, with this could apply to so much in our lives, but especially with organization is start small because it's so easy to get overwhelmed. I still have moments on jobs where like I've made this giant mess and I kind of look around, I'm like, Oh God, like what, what, what have I got myself into? Or like, how is this all going to come back together? And it can be really overwhelming and you can have a lot of like self-loathing and like, how did I let it get like this? What am I doing? I'm so bad at this, blah, blah, blah. So number one tip is disregard all of those thoughts and start small. So if you're in the kitchen, do not try to do your entire kitchen. Start with um, my favorite place to start is like a junk drawer. You know, we all have a drawer. Maybe you have several junk drawers and that's okay too, but pick one drawer, pick whichever area you're like kind of excited about to start and empty the entire thing and look at what you have you know, obviously there's going to be stuff that you can trash that you can donate and then items that you can rehome. Those are really the top three. So trash, donate, rehome what's in there that doesn't need to be in there, what's in there that you can give to someone else or that's just no one needs right now and can can find a home in the trash can. Um, and then after that, if you have organizers around, like drawer organizers, great. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they need to like go out to the container store to Target and spend all this money. There's so many things that you can use around the house, um, whether it's even for a drawer, for example, like small um, gift boxes or like shoe box lids. I don't know there. We get so many Amazon boxes and boxes inside of boxes. I'm sure that people have things that they can use as drawer dividers or little trays. Um, And then just put things back and with like, like with like, and I guarantee like those 20 minute, 20 to 25 minute little tasks, not only do they make you feel so good, like you're like, but it gives you that sense of confidence and motivation to keep going. And once you like look at that junk drawer, wherever you're started, you're like, yes, that feels good. I feel good. Like I can keep doing this, but keeping it small. Maybe you don't want to start with a junk drawer and you're still in your kitchen. Maybe you're just going to look at your coffee mugs. And cause a lot of us have way too many and you know, you're only, if you're like me, I use the same coffee mug every single day. My husband uses the same too. And that's not to say that everything else needs to go, but really thinking about what can, you know, be donated or eliminated. If you're in your closet, that's another place where, you know, women, especially we can be like, Oh, I got to do my whole closet. And that can be Closets are really emotional spaces too, where we can be like, oh, I spent so much money on this, or my friend gave me this, or this was my grandma's, blah, blah, blah. But maybe you're just looking at your sandals and you're just going to look at your t-shirts or, you know, as we're going into spring, maybe you're like, let me just take a look at these sweaters. Okay. Which ones did I actually wear this year, this year, which ones did I love? Which ones can go? And just kind of taking these really big overwhelming projects and breaking them down into chunks. And then with anything, when you're organizing, you know, you have your trash donate and um, keep pile or rehome completely, you know, clearing those out and then putting it back in just forces you to reevaluate and really consider each, each item. Yes. That would be my advice. That's my advice to myself. Sometimes I'm like, okay, Emily, don't get overwhelmed. Let's just look at the, look at the canned goods. Don't look at anything else. (laughs) 
it is so easy, as you said, to get overwhelmed in any room. Starting small is a great tip. Go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. What makes you feel comfortable? Focus on each thing. And it's sometimes so hard to get rid of those sentimental things. But I, I also like to remind people like it's the thing isn't holding the memory. Like you still have the memory. Like it's, it's still, you know, within you. It's just, we don't necessarily need it to take up the physical space. Or you ask yourself too, like, is having this thing more important than the space? Like is having these 27 coffee mugs giving me joy? If it is great, like keep them. But if you're opening up that cabinet and you're just like, Oh, why do I have so many? Then it's not bringing you joy and it's time to, you know, give yourself a little more space. What are some struggles you have found since starting this business? Oh gosh. Okay. Do you have like two more hours? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I would say that one of my biggest struggles has been like more so the behind the scenes kind of nitty gritty stuff of, of just being a business owner. And I think a lot of creative people, interior designers, even I had a, I was talking to a contractor um, today, like the accounting and the bookkeeping and all of that, it, it's not always, you know, why we started a business, you know, I, I didn't, I'm not a CPA. And so, you know, having a really good CPA has been really helpful, but I would say that's been more of a lot of learning, especially within, because this business is so new, I feel like I'm having to learn a lot at a really, really quick rate. And sometimes your brain can't always have that much retention (laughs) when it comes to that stuff. So I would say like the financial bookkeeping stuff has been a little hard, but I've been so grateful for um, a few mentors here in Kansas city of other small businesses that have like sat down with me and like opened up my QuickBooks and been like, Emily, this should be filed under cost of goods. This is a service. This, and I'm like, you know, and they're using terms like cogs. I'm like, what's cogs? So they're like cost of goods sold. I'm like, oh, well, learn something new every day. (laughs) Um, So I would say that has been a challenge. Um, Sometimes social media can be a challenge just because, you know, I didn't get into this to become an influencer, but you do feel like pressure to post And to like, when you're actually trying to do your job, but then also post about the job and like come up with captions and things like that, that can sometimes be a little tricky, but on the same hand, I I really enjoy the social media aspect for it. And if it weren't for the social media, I wouldn't be successful. So, you know, like most things, there's a give and take to everything, but I'm also, you know, proud of myself because I've been pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I think I did. I've done so much in my life to like avoid math. Like since I was like 18, I'm like, okay, what major can I choose that doesn't have to deal with math? Even when I'm teaching, I like somehow finagled my way to only be teaching reading and writing and like, but here we are learning about taxes and, and all of that stuff. So it's good. When you are able to kind of put work aside and spend time with, with your family, what does life in Kansas city look like for you? So we have, um, 
a four and a six-year-old. And so really for the past, um, I would say parenting is like getting really fun right now because the kids are, it was, it's always been fun, but I was like, you know, those early years, they're tough. Um, but the kids are really active. We love, love going to parks, love trails, love um, going to the library. You know, there's just so much more things to do with the kids. Um, Deanna Rose and the zoo and the aquarium and Legoland and all that stuff. We try to get outside a lot, especially this time of year. I love the trail systems that we have. You know, there's, I live out in like Western Northwest Olathe and there's so many being built out here and those have been really fun. And I love the Johnson County library systems. They've been like slowly re, um, designing and renovating them and they're just like beautiful and just really really great places not only to take your kids but like just to go work or you know find some silence and so we spend a lot of time there a lot of time at the libraries in the winter a lot of time outside um in the summer I'm very grateful for those places any local businesses that are sort of go-to spots for you and your family Let's see. We go to the roastery a lot. Um, Kids will get their donuts and things like that and hot chocolates. We go to, we're down in Brookside a lot. We, I'll go down to like my friend Sierra Winters, um, like jewelry shop. They have the really cute bookstore down there. And now I'm drawing a blank what it's called exactly, but there's, it's like the science. I should know the name off the top of my head. We go down to the Lene- the Lenexa public market a lot. Have you been down there? Yes. Yeah. We, we're over there a lot. I actually work out over my, um, I take bar over in that area. And so a lot of times like on a Saturday, I'll go to class and then my husband We'll take the kids to meet me afterwards and we'll go over to the library that's right there. The kids will check out books. Then we'll go inside the Lenexa public market and I'll get, you know, coffee and donuts from Mr. D's. And then now that the weather's nice again, the farmer's market is back up there and they have live music. They'll do like an art show in July, like mid late July, but it's just, I love areas like that in Kansas city that are just kind of more like community gathering places. You know, they got, they have like the fire pits out there with like the lounge seating. And I know that there's a lot of that like downtown, but when you're out here in the burbs, like having, having spots like that is just really cool. If there was one thing you could change about Kansas city, what would that be? That's a tough question. I think that Kansas City has been doing a really good job of like revitalizing downtown and making it more. um, I'm from I was born in Overland Park and I've lived in Kansas City most of my life. And downtown was never a place where like you went to like go hang out or and I love that there are way more shops and restaurants and events and things to do down there now. I love that they have the streetcar and, you know, that's great. I don't know if it makes sense for Kansas city to have more public transportation. Um, but you know, when you visit other cities, that's always really nice, but I don't know if that's not, if that's necessarily in our, in our capabilities or really in our infrastructure, but I would love just to see more like community gathering spaces similar to Lenexa public market where it's, it's attractive for like, of course, young families, you know, during the day, but like it can like slowly transition to maybe 
be like a cute date night spot or a place to go with your girlfriends or things like that. And where the thing that is so great about even like parlor and stuff like that, that where you can go and you have access to like five or six, you know, local restaurants. And I love what they just did with the the airport, you know, similar, like bringing in a lot of local businesses. I think that that's really, really great. But I think if there, I'm kind of all over the place, but if there could be more community open spaces that would support more small businesses, I think that that would be awesome. And Kansas City's been, they've been doing better at doing pop-ups. Um, you know, Amanda over at Crayons KC, like she'll do a lot of pop-ups and like KC Cookies will do pop-ups, but just kind of more spaces like that, would it, which would encourage, you know, and support more small businesses, I think would be really cool. It is fun to see all these local businesses that are popping up everywhere and the mm-hmm. pop-up community in Kansas City. I have learned anything from having friends that own local businesses, talking to people on this podcast. The pop-up community in Kansas City is crazy in like the best ways possible. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so, so cool. And I think like even from a business standpoint, I feel like it, it would be so lucrative because those places are always like swarming with people, you know, young people that you know, just got out of college. There's people like me with young kids that just need like a casual place to go. There's, you know, people that just want to try and experience a bunch of new foods. And I think it would just, just make sense to, to keep having them. So let's do it. (laughs) I need to be like a pop-up organizer. I'll be like, dump out your purse. Let's organize it. (laughs) For someone who would be interested in reaching out or they have a space that they want to organize, whether it's in their home, you mentioned you've helped small businesses. How does that process work for someone? They would find me on either on Instagram or my website. Most people I think discover me on Instagram and then just click that link and I'll take you straight to my website. There's a contact form on there that you just fill out. Um, just your name, email, phone number, a little bit about your project, and then I'll get back to you within 48 hours. And then from there, we can schedule a consultation and it can be in person or over Zoom. And we'll talk about your space, what's working, what's not working, your aesthetics, um, your budget, everything that you want to talk about with that particular area of your home. And a lot of times people are like, come see my pantry. And, oh, wait, can you look at my closet for just a sec? And actually, you know, so sometimes it can be a whole home tour, but that's great too. And then after that, I get back with a proposal of an estimate of about how many hours I think it would take and then about how much product will will cost. And with that proposal comes a little mood board with potential products that we would use. And so once um, that client looks things over, they can say, I like this, I don't like that. And we kind of make adjustments. And then once everything's approved, we get a date on the calendar and I get shopping. And then I show up like Santa Claus on Christmas morning with like a whole SUV full of bins and baskets and bags and, and get to work. What are some like go-to products for you that you tend to use for like any organization that helps people in their spaces? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I buy, there are certain things that like I buy in bulk, um, for say like pantries and kitchens. I have a lot of drawer dividers. I have a lot of, um, like utensil organizers. I have a lot of, um, 
clear bins and various sizes and I'll kind of get, I'll buy from like the same line so that they're all kind of matching and cohesive and they can stack and fit well together. I buy a lot of drawer dividers for closets and dressers. So I try to, it really depends on the space. And I know that that's a boring answer, but it depends on, on the space and the aesthetics of what exact products I'll buy. Almost every space uses a lazy Susan of some sort. I think that those can go like my, maybe I almost want like my tombstone to be a lazy Susan because I love them so much. You just turn it around to see like birth, death, name. (laughs) Um, But yeah, a lot of lazy Susans, a lot of drawer dividers, a lot of bins. And one of my favorite products, I think, too, is Museum Putty and Museum Gel, which is just like the sticky stuff that you put on the bottom of trays um, that go into a drawer to prevent the slipping and sliding. Because sometimes, you know, those little trays, they fit perfectly and there's no slipping and sliding. But inevitably, there's always like a half an inch or an inch and a half that like things are just sliding around. So Museum Putty is another MVP in my, in my stock room that I have to prevent that from happening. (laughs) Another good trick of the trade. I've never even heard of that product before, but it makes so much sense. It's $5, $5. There's museum putty and museum gel. Museum putty is more of like a sticky tack and you can use this on bamboo. It's $5. And then if the clear stuff is gel and you, I put that on the bottom of like anything clear or acrylic to prevent the slipping and sliding. And it's called museum putty and museum gel because when you actually visit like exhibits to prevent certain artifacts or crystal stemware from like toppling over, they stick a little bit on it to keep things in place. So yes, like a genius product. I wish I would have invented. <laughs> well, that's exactly why anyone who needs help with the organization should reach out to you because as an expert in the topic, it is much more helpful having someone who has your knowledge and your expertise to, to help with those situations. So I hope that anyone who listens to the podcast and is needing help with any organization in their life, especially the small business owners that listen to the podcast, uh, reach out and utilize their services because I love like I said, even just even as someone who is organized and enjoys yeah. organization I love following you just to see like the things that you're able to come up with or as we've you know mentioned numerous times like just the aesthetic of the things that you're posting and the before and after I just always really like seeing the yeah they're so satisfying that- so satisfying and the progress that you make and like the help that you offer people with this is we've said like when your space feels clean your brain feels clean and I think so much of us have so much going on all the time whether you're a business owner or not you know you Mm -hmm. have work you've personal life everyone is juggling so many things and when you can help your space your like physical space feel neater it's Mm going to help your mental space so much yeah a hundred percent Thank you. Where can people follow you on Instagram? It is at all organized. Um, very thankful for my husband for letting me take his last name and use it for business purposes. So it's at a U L L organized um, is on Instagram, or you can email me at 
allorganized at gmail.com or my website is allorganized.com. So all organized is is the only thing you need to remember. (laughs) Thank you so much, Emily, just for for coming on and giving your tips and just sharing your, your knowledge of being organized. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was really fun. You can find Emily's social media and website in the show notes. Kansas City Confidential is nominated for Best Local Podcast in Kansas City Magazine's Best of 2023. Please take a moment to go vote for me. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's Best. Casey Confidential. Hey, confidential.